two lonesome travelers have more in common than they realize. Will they fall in love or repeat their same mistakes? The Toho gang takes to the road and return to Shibamata, where they meet the charismatic lounge singer Lily in episode 44, Torasan's Forget-Me-Not. Welcome to another episode of Toho Yaro. I'm your host this episode, Joey Weiser, and joined with me are my co-hosts V. Hey V. Hi, Joey. And Alex. Hey Alex. Hey Joey. Hey, so at this episode we are going to be covering Torasan's Forget Me Not, the eleventh Torasan film from 1973. <laughs> Um, as uh, as we've done a few of these, uh, I think we can kind of breeze past a few of the cast and crew. It's directed again by Yoji Yamada, who uh, co-wrote and directed most of the Torasan films. It's starring Kiyoshi Atsumi uh, as Torasan and uh, Chiko Baisho as his sister Sakura. Um, a few new uh, faces, at least for our podcast, um, are Tatsu Matsumura, who plays Torasan's uncle in this one. And uh, he's the second of three actors uh, total to play the uncle, and then later shows up in other Torasan films as other characters. Um, this actor's uh, kind of interesting. He's he's known uh, as the star of Akira Kurosawa's final film, Matadayo, uh, not yet. And um, he's been in some other Kurosawa films. He's in King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, stuff like that. Um, I don't uh, personally like him super well as Tora's uncle. Um, he's a little flat to me, um, not super interesting. And I, I don't know. I think he's kind of maybe even a little too young looking. Yeah, yeah that I don't was think he's confusing. nearly old enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he's really good when he kind of comes back as these other characters. Um, yeah, what, what did uh, what did you think about him, Alex? Yeah, not not old enough, like entirely too young. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was really jarring, <laughs> considering um, the actor who plays him in the first uh, few films, and even the actor who plays him uh, uh, later on um much older mm-hmm. like it's it's very weird yeah i kind of wonder if with the what with what happened with the first uncle's actor dying they're like well let's cast a little younger so this guy can stick around <laughs> but he looks closer to torah's age what did you think yeah. about mv uh i i thought the same thing he's like weirdly too young and the way he plays them is like it, there's like no gravitas Mm-hmm. To when he like stoops down to Tor's level, it feels more like their brothers fighting than a mm-hmm. than a parental figure. Yeah, yeah. When he comes back, he's <clears throat> he's like uh, there's one or two where he's like a professor, and there's one where he's a priest, and and I think that these kind of characters, uh, he's able to kind of fill those roles because they don't have to be quite as heavy as uh, as the uncle, but um. Moving on, uh, also in this film, uh, introduces Ruriko Asaoka as Lily. Uh, she's an award-winning actress and singer. Uh, she's been in numerous films since the 50s till today. She's still working. Um, and she, in those 
early days, she was a frequent star of the Nikatsu action films. Um, there's several of them that are available on Arrow, uh, the rambling guitarist, danger pays Tokyo mighty guy. Um, and of course she's in five of the Torison films, uh, as the Lily character, which is somewhat unusual. Yamada reuses actors a lot, uh, and, but they will usually come in as different characters. Um, but it's a little more rare that there's these sort of reoccurring characters, especially the like Madonna parts, you know, the, the love interest parts. Uh, and she's even in 2019's uh, Torasan. Wish you you were here, the 50th anniversary movie. Um, and then uh, finally, I just kind of wanted to uh, mention a, a cameo character. Uh, Sandayu Doku Mamushi is an actor who plays the sushi chef at the end. Um, he's an Ultraman actor. He's uh, one of the like science patrol guys in the original Ultraman and Ultra 7. Um, he's a really likable actor, which I think uh, makes him kind of good for that part. Um, and I just wanted to point him out because I'm a Ultraman fan. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then as usual with these, as far as our per, uh, particular history with the film, I've, I've seen this one a few times. And um, I assume this is the first time for both of you as well, seeing this one. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I am. Um... I did see the animated version of this. Mm-hmm. I believe that, yeah, yeah, it was this movie that the, yeah, there's an anime. Um, I don't know if you were going to touch on that at all, but. Um, uh, I, I think, wasn't actually, but yeah, so go go ahead. Uh, that's a bit. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't yeah. know the history of the anime, but, um, but it is floating around on YouTube. I did watch it and. Um, I, I, this was some time ago. I asked you about it and you confirmed that, yeah, this is basically a remake of, of that movie. Um, and uh, it's sort of funny watching that version than watching this one. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they're very, very similar. That one has a little bit more of a kind of like fun ending where there's like a concert and stuff. Yeah. Um, to, I think because it was just sort of sort of standalone anime, I think television movie that, um, you know, so they kind of <laughs> funded up a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I always wish that somebody would subtitle that, um, but not maybe on the top of uh, folks list, even in the fan sub community, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I like that movie. I think it's pretty fun. Um, so as for the movie itself, um, as usual, it begins with Tora returning home and causing some mild mayhem. Uh, first, he disrupts his father's uh, memorial ceremony and then later gets into a fight with his family over a misunderstanding where he overhears Sakura wishing that she could own a piano. Uh, he goes off and buys a toy piano, um, thinking that this would make her happy. But and at first they human that they humor him. Uh, but eventually he realizes his mistake and is embarrassed and sort of causes a ruckus storming off and getting into a fight with everyone. And goes off on another trip as as he's uh, as he usually does. Um, <clears throat> while traveling, he meets Lily, a nightclub singer, and they bond over the hardships of a life on the road and being on the outskirts of society. Uh, inspired by his talk with Lily and reflecting on the struggles of his hardworking family, uh, Tora is inspired to find real work and lands uh, on a farm. Uh, however, he is not cut out for the farm life and uh, the family that he's sort of forced himself onto <laughs> writes to Tora's home and Sakura comes to take him back to Shibamata. 
Uh, while back in Shibamata, he runs into Lily and she sticks around meeting his family and getting involved in a side plot about one of the factory workers having a secret relationship with a girl from his hometown. And um, during this period, we learn a bit more about uh, Lily. Um, unlike Tora, she hasn't felt like she's ever fallen in love. And while there's been many men in her life, um, she says that she's not as interested in being loved as she is in falling in love herself. And uh, when asked about her first love, she says that you could say that Tora is her first love. And Lily is this, has a pretty like forward and flirty personality. So Tora is able to kind of shrug this off as a joke, uh, or at least insist that it's a joke. And uh, we kind of move past that. Um, later, then we learn that Lily is supporting her mother, uh, who she has a very tense relationship with. And after meeting with her mother, she has a bad experience at a nightclub uh, with a patron who's not respecting her boundaries. And she comes home to Tora's house drunk uh, that evening and is being really rowdy. And Tora is trying to quiet her down uh, to, to not disturb the rest of his family and neighbors. But she feels hurt by this, uh, telling Tora that he's not listening to her. And, and she storms out and leaves town. Um, kind of a taste of Tora's own medicine <laughs> to some extent. Um, and then closing out the film, uh, we learn that Lily has given up the nightclub life and uh, has settled down, marrying a sushi chef and working in his uh, restaurant. Uh, as for Tora, he's on the road again, and we briefly see him visiting the farm where he'd worked earlier in, in the film, and he's making the farmers laugh as he kind of goofs around and stuff. So the music plays out, familiar music. Um, so, um, V, what did you think about this one? Uh, it, I still have a complex and difficult relationship with Tora-san. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff I liked in this movie, but I still find Tora to mostly be a villain mm-hmm. uh, to his own family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, uh, I do enjoy the like dynamic between him and Lily and how she's a bit of a re- reflection of him and his own like life and behavior uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you, Alex? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I uh, I like this one a fair amount. Uh, it takes a while to really get going because of the farm subplot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's sort of like how Torasad movies are. It's very episodic and uh, reminiscent of later seasons of The Simpsons, where the um, the first ten minutes has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's basically just an excuse to uh, feature a pre- uh, prefecture. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, something which is, to kind of tie it back around to at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, so I guess this one takes place in Hokkaido, um, mm-hmm. or Abashiri, um, to be more precise. Um, the setting for a movie that we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I liked it. Um, uh, that's the long and short of it. Um, I know that you said, Joey, that this isn't one of your favorites, but it does introduce Lily, and Lily is the best part of this movie. She's really great. For sure. Um, I really love her relationship with Sakura. Um, they really get on like sisters and it's very, very nice to see. And, uh, it's sort of nice to see Tora be, um, like be involved with somebody in some sort of capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even if he is a, like a complete and, and total dick to his family, <laughs> like the beginning of that movie where, uh, 
where Ch- our our, our uh, Chishiryu, who at this point has probably showed up in more uh, Tohoyaro movies than uh, Takashi Shimura, um, he uh, when he God after having watched the funeral, um, like Tora coming in and completely bumbling into his father's memorial yeah uh service i was just like oh my god this must have been like watching michael scott uh do any sort of <laughs> like the, the equivalent of watching michael scott uh like uh give a toast at phyllis's wedding in the office or something like that mm-hmm. like it's 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 uh, the, the i can't imagine what it would what, what it must have been like to be in japan in the theater at that time the pain of watching that scene was tempered a little bit for me because, yeah, I was watching that and I was like, oh, my God, this is horrifying. Uh, but then that gets tempered when, like, everybody else starts laughing at his goofs, even though it's completely yeah. like the tone completely changes as everybody else laughs along and uh, the, the priest bonks him on the head. Yeah, that's while a great... still chanting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like Chishu that. Ryu is 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 a great kind of straight man for him at that moment, and I love how he kind of just like without missing a beat bonks Tora on the head with the mallet. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's an interesting scene because it does. Yeah, it starts off uh, kind of uncomfortable, although it's a pretty funny gag with Tora being like assuming that it's his uncle's uh yeah memorial that part at first is also good and then just like going <laughs> through the laundry list and he's like well i'm not dead <laughs> yeah. it, it seemed like me? a classic uh manzai comedy routine yeah, yeah totally no that was good yeah for sure um um i i kind of wish we got to see lily sing a little bit more but i didn't think that she was a particularly great singer but i i i do think that it you know it she was singing enka i guess so it's it's very there's a curve i guess to that <laughs> hmm. that's interesting she strikes me as a good singer but it, um, that's interesting I think it, I, to me it was mostly I don't know it could have been the audio mm-hmm. uh, it's mono sound so you know yeah um, there's something interesting that I thought was uh, I, I loved it when she comes up to the records that he's selling on the street and she's like oh are any of my records in here mm-hmm. um, I don't know just little little tiny little tiny sprinkles of character um there's a lot to her. Yeah, I, I, I like that, too, because her records aren't in there. And if she even has records, it's kind of a little unclear if that's kind of a joke um, or if she was genuinely looking for like a single <laughs> that she had recorded or something. But like um, a thing that I like about Lily is that she's um, yeah not a superstar singer. She's just kind of trying to make a living the same way that Tora is uh, traveling around and stuff. Yeah, I I assumed that when she said that that she was that she doesn't have any any mm-hmm. actual records that that she recognizes Tora and she still she has the same kind of like hustle streak that that he has where everything is a bit of a put on to impress people mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah it, it was cool seeing somebody that Tora could actually relate to uh <clears throat> They basically live a very similar life, um, and it's no wonder that they developed a rapport. But I love how quickly she uh, she and, he, and and him got on. Like when she mm-hmm. leaves, and then he tells uh, her his name, and she goes, "Oh, Torasan." Like mm-hmm. that that like that was I don't know that felt uh, 
like something clicked there. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the appeal of this one definitely revolves around uh, Lily, around Ririko Asoka. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, her chemistry with Tora is really strong, and, and I do like how she kind of reflects Tora, uh, his, both his good and bad qualities in some ways. Um, you know, um, Lily continues to come back uh, in other movies, like I had mentioned, um, and which strengthens this one even more for me. But, um, you know, that's kind of a moot point to some extent. Um, my major problem with this movie is the ending. Um, her, I, I think there's a few th- problems I have with it. Her her fight with Tora comes on very suddenly uh, mm-hmm. to the point where I almost kind of miss it. Like, wait, what's going on? You know, it leaves me kind of a little confused and disoriented, which, you know, I could see the the positives uh, in in defending that, saying that it's also kind of leaving Tora blindsided to some extent. Um, But and then she splits town, which is, again, a good example of like kind of reflecting Tora's negative qualities uh, back at him. But um, but then that wrap up with her being married to the chef uh, doesn't like really work with me at yeah. all um you know what saves it for me in the in the big picture is that she comes back in these films and this is obviously like not her final fate but judging this in a vacuum uh it really bothers me um you know when when Tora's family is uh asking lily about her career um like whether or not she likes traveling or even if she likes singing we don't actually get her answer Tora answers for her um, so this makes it kind of difficult to say definitively, like, but I assume that singing is kind of a dream for her. And although she isn't a superstar, it's sad to see her give that up, you know, for this domestic life. Um, I don't know. There's so, <clears throat> um, the scene with the two of them sitting at the, uh, on the river, mm-hmm. um, when she's talking about why she was crying on the train. I feel like that she's got a like longing and wistfulness for a more settled life. And mm. she's kind of like drawn in these two different directions. And so when she comes to, to Tora and is like, I want to go somewhere, I want to go somewhere, let's go. It really feels like she is like afraid of, of settling down and mm-hmm. is like desperately trying, trying to tell the man she loves, like, let's go on the road. Let's do this. And when he doesn't, she just runs away from everything. Um, so it's really, it's even more jarring with that read to find out, Oh, she just went and married the sushi chef. Yeah. It feels very like hand wavy, like that very (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, Oh, and you know, and she's happy. It's like kind of a happy ending. I kind of like that. Sakura has a kind of uncomfortable look in the, in the, uh, restaurant, which like, may just be her thinking like it's sad that this didn't work out between Lily and my brother but like I also kind of like to read it as like I'm not sure what I think about uh Lily's <laughs> current situation you know I don't know um so when Lily leaves really like uh like fleetly like she it, it's sort of how like how Torasan leaves you know like totally. how he yeah and as much as you know, I get that it doesn't uh, justify itself. It it also does prove that she is sort of like the other side uh, of that coin. Like she is, she is 
the female Taurus on, yeah, so to speak. So I think that might have been the point the movie was trying to make with that. Mm-hmm. But the movie's also like quite long at that point as it is. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I acknowledge that it works, but it's definitely the thing that I kind of like the least about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, favorite parts of the film. What was your favorite part, Alex? I loved uh, when um, uh, Lily is uh, about to go to sleep in her room and uh, she's hanging out with Sakura and they're sort of, um, they're sort of bonding. And then she's, and uh, every time, every time she calls out Tarasan's name, he immediately responds. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was incredibly cute. And I, um, I also loved uh, the interaction that Lily had with, uh, with Sakura in that scene too. Yeah, yeah, that was really cute. I um I like that scene a lot too. Um it really um I don't know, bonds you to the characters. It also kind of relates. This is a bit of an aside, but like uh, a few weeks ago I was in a like private message uh chat with a few people talking about Torsan as I am <laughs> one to do and um and we were actually debating the like floor plan of their <laughs> house because um the in the this like magazine that came out they had a it drawn and they said that there was one big room upstairs and then there's the storage room that Tora often sleeps in and somebody else was like well they have there's two rooms upstairs because there's that scene in the Lily movie where they're talking to each other through the walls but I was kind of keen to like observe this one that even in this scene in this movie, you can tell that Tor is in the storage room. And I think it just kind of butts up against the, uh, the, the bedroom that, that they've given to Lily. Um, anyway, uh, V, what was your favorite part? Um, I, the first thing I want to talk about is there's a lot of really good slapstick in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, it's, it's weird pacing wise, but I really love Torah on the farm. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's very funny. But my actual favorite part of this is something that I wish I, we had more in the other Torsan movies, uh, which is the aforementioned uh, when Tora and Lily are hanging out on the river mm-hmm. and she talks about why she's crying uh, on the train and imagining like seeing lights out in, in a field and being like, that's there are people out there. And then. Tora relates to her by giving this like extensive kind of like imagined world and life to the people in that life in that light and just kind of like zooming in on who they are and what their life is like uh, with his own kind of wistfulness that he doesn't have that that life for himself and then uh, truncating that that discussion Uh, He sees that a boat is leaving and sees a family waving goodbye to their father, which is also like, is that something that he wants or is that something that like, I can't remember when he actually left home, but like the movie starts with a memorial service for his own father. Mm -hmm. So the idea that like he's, he could be thinking back to watching his own father leave and maybe never come home and like just just this kind of wistfulness and sadness to his life, even though he's like looking upon that fondly is, is he's not trying to put on any kind of like, he's not trying to bullshit this woman by pretending he's something else or knows stuff. He is just like being genuinely him and like candid with his emotions in a way that we don't 
really get that much uh, in any of the other movies I've seen. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Um, to your point, uh, uh, to both of your points, um, the first of all, the farm scene, I also like it. I think it's funny, but I, it also like really hammers in um, how much he kind of puts on his family when Sakura has to come and get him. Like, yeah, that makes that makes me like so mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but but actually, my favorite part of the film that I wanted to talk about is that same scene uh, where they first meet and are hanging out by the river. Right? I think that um, you do get the sort of more reserved, compassionate side of Tora. Uh, you know, on one hand, he's concerned about Lily having seen her crying the night before. Uh, but we also see a kind of melancholy look at his own life on the road. And I just think that there's uh, I think Alex mentioned this, too. You really get this very natural spark uh, between the two of them and that like natural chemistry and, and connection uh, really comes through, which is why I think it's really not too surprising that she ends up being this kind of like big deal re- reoccurring love interest for him because it feels very uh, they feel very right for each other <laughs> in a lot of yeah. ways. And uh, to that point, there's also like the tail end of that conversation. She mentions that their lives are kind of like bubbles with how just like fragile and transient they are. Um, and then Tora being himself cracks a crass joke about it. But instead of being <laughs> disgusted, she like laughs along with him, just yeah. proving that they are like a very well matched pair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's the thing that I uh, like uh, running throughout the series is when somebody makes a very kind of like poetic point and Tora either completely misunderstands it or or makes a joke out of it, <laughs> undercutting it somewhat. But I like that uh, Lily can kind of meet him there uh, on it, too. Um, OK, so shall we dance uh, if there was an American remake of this movie? Um, you know, I, I think that at its core, this movie is just about two people who live on the road, finding commonalities and falling for each other, which is super relatable. And I think I can't think of exact like examples, but I know I could say 100 percent for sure this American film has already been made <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's there's some very Japanese cultural things happening in this movie. Um, I think the storyline with the two young kids <laughs> who are kind of embarrassed uh, to admit that they like each other and to the point where the kid is like maybe even willing to quit his job if people bring it up, like seems a little more severe than uh, you would see in an American film. Um, Yeah, I don't think you would have in an American film, you wouldn't have this like community intervention for them to (laughs) tell each other that they love each other. That seems like a very Japanese thing, actually. It's in so many different movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was even like, I was watching uh, summer wars the other day and it's sort of similar at like the end of summer wars that happens too. like the entire family gets in on it. Like it's nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of heartwarming in a way. Like, um, I actually do want to talk about that scene sure. and how, um, it para it, how, uh, it's sort of heartbreaking in a way and cute because I don't know, it's almost as if in an, a different kind of movie, uh, Lily and Tora would be, um, uh, paralleling that journey. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, and then Toro would say in front of everybody, I love Lily <laughs> and it would be a happy ending. And then there would only be 11 Torasan movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, there, there is a bit of a parallel there because like she, she straight up says at that meal, like, I love you, Torasan. Yeah. And he's the one that like brushes it off and runs away like the girl. Yeah. Uh, in the intervention, but instead <laughs> of everybody coming together and being like, no, y'all need to like work this through with each other. Uh, they just let him be Taurus on and run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, he's very much stunted at the age that he like left home and stuff. And I think he just can't deal with any time. Uh, if his, his affections are actually, uh, rep- reciprocated. Um, he just can't even, <laughs> Uh, handle that and just always pushes it away, which is part of the tragedy. Um, yeah, and, and as far as the shall we dance stuff, all, the other kind of Japanese-ness stuff that I was kind of picking up on is a lot of the misunderstandings that happen like with the piano and and the stuff with uh, between him and Lily. A lot of it comes from people just not speaking to each other, not being direct about things, you know, and I think to some extent that wouldn't necessarily translate, but I think that like it is also pretty understandable to any audience and could be uh, remade as an American movie pretty easily. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I had, a, I had a thought that that just sort of entered my mind and then decided, nope, I, uh, bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, how about this, Alex, uh, a Takashi Shimura award, uh, nomination. Who, who would you suggest? Hmm. God, I just love Lily so much. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really great. And I kind of, just want to skip ahead and instead of watching these in chronological, uh, you know, in chronology, I just want to watch all the Lily ones now. Um, cause I do want to see the, um, the bits in which she returns, but, uh, I think, Hmm. Let me, uh, let me stew on this for a half a second. Sure. If you want, if you can go before. Did you, did you have anybody else besides, uh, Lily V that you wanted to mention? Uh, I, uh, Chico by show is always the mm-hmm. like, the thing that captivates me in these films. And I think Lily does a really good job and I love her character, but her performance didn't captivate me the way that, uh, by show always does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I, but also, uh, Lily is who I put down as mine. I, I thought I even wrote no question <laughs> next to it. Cause I think, I think she like literally like, you know, this is, you know, makeup and wardrobe and stuff, but she literally like glows in this movie. She's like so bright and, um, and stands out so much, um, and is so like warm and inviting and stuff. And it really like, I think makes you kind of fall for her as much, uh, as Tora is. Um, so I think, I don't know that a lot of that's her natural charisma and charm, not just that she's wearing neon colored <laughs> jumpsuits and stuff or whatever yeah 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 when she's on screen it seems natural to me like it's mm-hmm. it uh, she also seems very different from the other madonnas that Torreson falls for you know yeah um having seen a whole bunch of these at this point like she really radiates something different um it's how she carries herself yeah for sure yeah and i um, think that 
Tora acts very, and this is goes maybe not into her performance, but as much as just the writing and stuff, but Tora acts very different around her too. He's, it's not the usual, like he sees a beautiful woman and starts acting like a fool, uh, kind of formula that you see with, uh, several of these Tora's on movies. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't, you know, I'm not to discount, uh, you know, Jacob <clears throat> show because like she is excellent in every single one of these, um, you know, that's, that's usually, that would be my default. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say runner up, definitely Sakura. Yeah. Um, but I also really liked the, uh, I really liked the, the, you know, the teenager subplot a lot. Uh, there's something about it that really, um, I don't know. It seemed a lot different, uh, for this type of movie mm-hmm. for a Taurus movie. I that's mean. interesting. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It didn't stand out to me as much. Um, I kind of glossed over it uh, in my summary and stuff, but I think it is a nice uh, scene, like a nice story for sure. And something for like Tora to kind of mess up <laughs> while he's visiting and cause a little chaos and stuff uh, without it being too severe because it's resolved pretty easily. And and you get that sort of um, all the factory members going and, and saving the day and stuff, which is nice. You know, um, maybe I'm in this particular mood, but we watched Moonstruck the other night. Mm. And if you've ever seen Moonstruck, it's it's basically, um, I'll, I will quote a friend of mine, the most accurate representation of an Italian family on celluloid. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's it's a it's it's a basically a movie about you know finding the person that you're supposed to be with, and uh, it's very sweet. But the entire family gets in on it. Like I love I love movies that involve families and people getting together. Um, and, uh, even, uh, taco, like, uh, the factory boss, like he was able to show some sort of a side that, uh, even Torah mentions that he's never seen from him before. And I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, the part that he played in this movie, you know, although it was small, I, I really liked it too. Um, I don't know. I, I just loved seeing everybody and I love watching movies where everybody's in the same room and having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when you bring up the um, taco, the the company chief guy, um, I um, made note that I really loved his glasses in this. There's these like <laughs> chunky, like semi-transparent yellow glasses that just looked really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. And any other talking points that you uh, that either of you wanted to hit? Any observations or anything about these? Before we close out, um, I wish I had done some more research on Hokkaido or Abashiri. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me wonder like, oh, does Torasan go farming in any other uh, episode? Um, well, Yoji Yamada definitely has a fascination with it. Like, several of his movies uh, revolve around farming or, or are in rural environments. And a lot of them are in the sort of north northern part of Japan. Um, so, not just Torasan. Um, that seems to be a thing that Yamada is into. It, it sucked uh, when, like at the beginning, where uh, they're writing the letter to Sakura's family and saying, oh yeah, the first day he was great. The second day, not so great. And I'm like, oh man, this, exi- this is exactly like me as a teenager doing <laughs> yard work. Like... Like, oh, I'm, oh, my, I rolled my ankle. I simply cannot like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's the thing that I think is, is a kind of really well-observed quality of Torres is not that he's just like 
automatically cartoonishly bad at everything. It's that like he would be good at farming. He like he's a a sprinter, not a marathoner, right? He he puts his, his all into it and he thinks it's fun at first, but then as soon as it becomes clear to him that it's hard work every day, he's kind of like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a thought a couple years ago. And like, oh, I wonder what we'd be like to live as a sailor and just, you know, mm. as a fisherman. Or I wonder what it would be like to live on a farm. <laughs> and, and after thinking about it very briefly, I'm like, no, <laughs> you would hate that. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, yeah. you know, I we moved through this pretty quickly, but I think as we cover more and more tourists, they have a lot of the same ground. Um, but um I enjoy talking about this one with you yeah. all. And I think we aren't actually covering them chronologically. Uh, so I, we're free to kind of jump around a bit. I was thinking maybe next up I would do another Lily one just to kind of like keep that ball rolling and then, and then maybe jump uh, aside to a different um, aspect of Torah uh, after that. But uh, we'll see cool. what we cover uh, in the future. But speaking of which uh, V, what are we going to be talking about next episode? Uh, next episode, we are going to be watching another film uh, from the famed director of Message from Space. <laughs> um, I did not know this. <laughs> and and uh, Battle Royale. Uh, mm-hmm. We will be watching Battles Without Honor and Humanity, uh, known in the West as the Yakuza Papers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first film in the yeah in the, in the, in the series. Without, yeah, yeah. If you if anybody um, who's listening wants to watch that. Arrow Films has a wonderful, wonderful box set available. Yeah, for um, sure. And uh, it's streaming on on Amazon, which I think Arrow now has their own Arrow streaming channel that they oh, launched wow. recently. That I think That's is just cool. one of those Amazon channels. I'm not sure exactly. I hadn't mm. super looked into it yet, but they just started uh, mentioning it on, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, so that should be streaming, I assume. If uh, if you want to do that, but the box set is super nice uh, for sure. Um, cool. Uh, so um, and V, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Friskachat, V-R-I-S-K-A-C-H-A-T. Uh, hit me up. Give me your thoughts on the film. And uh, I got nothing going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quiet times. How about you, Alex? Uh, find me on Twitter at dude exclamation, uh, all one word, of course. Um, and listen to me on the one piece podcast every week. Uh, and of course, listen to this show, uh, Joey, if you want to give the good people, uh, well, well first, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, yeah, first of all, for me, uh, I'm on Twitter at Joey Weiser or Joey Weiser comics on Instagram. You can read my graphic novels, uh, the Merman graphic novel series or ghost hog, which is a self-contained, uh, adventure that, uh, just came out last year. Um, keep an eye on my social media. I have an uh, upcoming announcement about some promotions uh, surrounding my graphic novels. Um, and that'll be fun to talk about when I can. <laughs> but um, and uh, yeah, and as for Toho Yaro, um, Toho Yaro is on Twitter as well at Toho Yaro, where we tweet about um, any sort of Japanese film news or fun tidbits that we come across and uh, mention our upcoming episodes and current episodes and things like that. And you can email us tohoyaro at gmail.com and subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, I guess we'll uh, talk to you next time for with Battles Without Honor and Humanity.